Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Scott Friedman of Scott Speaks Fitness. He's here to help people achieve their fitness goals and empower them to overcome their mental barriers along the way. Hey, Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. Right, let's get straight into this. Dude, can you just tell everyone at home, where is your business today and who are the people that you love to work with? So the business today is, I, first, I love coaching people, small group, individuals, uh, doesn't matter. And I, I say coaching very specifically because I love coaching people. And that means I really love teaching and mentoring people versus just like, you know, most, you'll see most trainers, you know, they'll count their weights, you'll, you'll be social, but I really love kind of taking a deep dive and teaching people how to do it so that they never have to see me again. That's kind of like where my business is at right now. I love training people who have failed. Uh, I love people who are like sick and tired of being sick and tired. So like you tried whatever, you know, insert your diet here. You've tried this trainer and it's not working long-term for you. I love mm. those people because they understand what it, number one, what it potentially takes to succeed, but they've also kind of felt that barrier, that heartbreak to not get there long-term. So I just mm. love teaching people to get there. I love teaching them how to keep it. And I love teaching them discipline to make sure they can maintain it forever. Cause I think a big thing for me is making sure that people never need another coach in terms of their fitness and health after they work with me. So that's kind of what the business is. People who just, who have been there and they can't seem to keep it and they can't seem to kind of just get through those barriers. Nice. So where is your um, area of expertise? Where do you love working? Is it with the physical training, the movement, the actual doing of it? Is it in the diet and the supplementary aspects that come along with it? Is it with the mindset and motivation and the drive and the desire of those sort of, I think those are the three core components. Where, where do you hit home first? I would say mindset is the number one, and it's not even close. It's like 90% mindset. I think that people ask you questions all the time of, oh, what's the hardest thing for you? Is it getting out of bed, cooking your meals or working out? It's like, well, it's getting out of bed. It's the mindset part of it. Because if you can get your mind right, if you can understand internally what you're doing, why you're doing it and be very specific Mm -hmm. about it, all the other stuff, all the fitness programs, all the dieting, all that stuff, it falls into place for you. No problem is, but most people skip that part because the mindset part is legitimately the hardest. So I focus on mindset. I am all about 
uh, self-reflection, awareness. How do you feel about what you're doing? What your goals are? Your What's your reason why for what you're doing? I attack the behavior change aspect of fitness, almost like a pre-fitness coach. Okay. You mm. know, I don't even care about the program you're doing. I'll, I'll guide you through programs and nutrition. That's part of it, of course, because you have to kind of understand what you're doing, but the biggest part of it to really get going and to see success for 20, 30, 40, 50 years is your mindset. hundred percent. So that's where I focus mainly. Nice. So with, with that, it's almost like the, the warm-up before the warm-up. Yeah. It's getting everything aligned into everything, everything aligned, everything into place. Um, what is it for you that you love about those clients? You said they come to you with, um, Hey, it's, they've, they've kind of failed. They've kind of struggled. So you're already taking on a certain persona, a certain type of clients. Um, what do you love working about with those people? And what maybe is the biggest challenge that they face because they must come with, you know, uh, the same kind of beliefs or challenges or whatever it might be um, to you. I love the, I love when, not that I love when someone fails, obviously you don't want someone to fail, but I love that number You're one, oh. yeah, I'm horrible. It's like, <laughs> I love that number one, I can be their, like their next resource that like, they almost feel hopeless at some point. Cause they tried and failed. Now they're like, what do I do? How do I do this? And I love kind of being that person who is like, okay, it's not over. You can still do this. I love kind of bringing that light, that shine back into their eyes and be like, okay, like this is not over. We just have to adjust what you're doing. But I also really love the idea that they've tried, they, you know, they've at least tried. They have an idea of what it takes. And now since they've failed, or at least it didn't work out the way they wanted to, they understand at a more intense level what it's going to take mm -hmm. to succeed. A lot of people walk into fitness they strut around. This will be easy. No big deal. I don't have to change who I am. I just got to work out for a few days. And they realize real quickly, they get slapped in the face. No, no, no. This is a lifestyle change. This isn't some goal that you do for three months and then quit and then stop. This is something you have to change. You got to change some things about yourself. And they're more willing to be in that change phase because mm. they failed. And now that they're once they fail, their goal, if they come at, you know, if they come back to another trainer is I really want to succeed now. Like now I actually care about this. Now I have a better idea of what it takes, like help me get there. Cause I want to get there. And you know, some people feel like they can't, so that's why I like to be there. Yeah. Let's, let's define what you said there with they failed. So what is, define that for yeah. me again. So people at home will be like, yeah, that's me. That's where I am. <laughs> what perfect. does that mean to you? Because that is such a broad range, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. So I think there's two, I think there's two ways to really dissect it, to make it as simple as possible. The first way is let's say you did some sort of, I don't like to use the word diet too much, but just for the sake of, you know, uh, layman's terms, they did some sort of diet, keto, paleo, whatever, all the diets work. They all don't work, whatever it might be. They did it. They may, they may have saw results, but at the end of the day, a year, two, three years later, they reverted back to what they mm. were before. They lost 50, then they gained 50. They lost 50, then they gained 50. I think that is not necessarily a failure. I'm not using the word as a negative, but like they didn't, they weren't able to keep the results long-term. So that would be one way to see it. The second way are the people who attempt to, you know, start building a routine and just give up. Then they start again, they give up and they never actually see results, but they keep kind of starting the engine. They go for a little bit, the car breaks down. They start the engine, the car breaks down. So they're, they're getting there, but they're like, okay, what am I doing wrong? And I, I'm here for two weeks. I'm not here for two weeks. I'm here for two weeks. So I think those are the two ways to kind of break down someone who's seen results and reverted back and someone who keeps trying to see results, but just can't seem to get there. And they've had these mental yeah. struggles with it. So why? 
why why is this happening is it i mean you know with all the the the, the plethora of material and research out there um a lot says that we go too big we do try and do too much we try and do too much of a change and it's just not enough for us to one form habits and two enjoy it to go all in no alcohol know this know that lots of this lots of that it's such a polar opposite that it's not sustainable rather than gradual um changes or is it just not enough you you've done a little bit but haven't gone enough. where is that what do you think that that's that's the question right i mean that's such a great it's such a profound question that people should listen to that twice because that really is the question right like, why is this happening why are people going that way i think you know and i'm not i'm not a cultural expert on kind of why mm. things happen in the culture but i think you can identify a couple different factors that play a role one factor is the social media age everyone is so accustomed to right now email instant text instant you know phone call instant you know 30 years ago you had to write a letter to someone and you didn't hear back for for 20 days because the mail took so long now you write to someone in australia and you'll hear back within 30 minutes, that's only because they didn't check their phone for 29 of those minutes. So it's so quick that we are being programmed to think very quickly. I think that's the first thing is that our idea of, okay, I want results very quickly. Therefore, you see something on the news, you see something on the TV, I, you know, oh, lose 30 pounds in one month with this magic pill, do this diet, you'll do that. And they want this instant success. They want this instant thing. So I think we're, we're trained for instant gratification. And right. I think we, we desire that because we don't want to waste time on it. We don't want to, we have other, we got important things we got to do with our lives. I can't waste time trying to better my health. So I'd rather do it as quickly as possible. I think that's one one reason why people do it. I think this another reason is a lot oh, of people. Yeah. You said I don't want to waste time bettering my health. Let's yeah. just double tap on. I know you've got on a different one here, but I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but I feel no, that's important. So I don't want to waste my time by dealing with my health. You have one body, right? Yeah. If this body is gone, nothing. It's over. Hopes, dreams, financial relationships, it's gone okay so this is the most important thing that you could possibly have this vehicle this this what do people call it this this meat robot whatever it's <laughs> a meat robot this, yeah yeah <laughs> this thing this is it um but isn't it's invisible the benefits the the, the negatives unless you're actually having health issues mm -hmm. that are stopping from doing stuff it's uh i'll be fine keep drinking keep eating keep not working out i'll be fine because you feel you're okay it's I guess I'm long-winded question. It's the invisible stuff, right? So, so you have to help people to overcome that. What you just said, I haven't got time to better my health. Ouch. How do you show someone the intangible? How do you, and, and not, it's not always intangible, but the invisible. How do you show them that, okay, you might not be, and I'll give you a very personal at home example. Um, but people don't see it. Like you don't realize in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, even your fifties and sick, whatever, how old you are that, the decisions you make about your body are part of how you're going to end up in 40 years from now. Now, again, there's, this, you know, live today like it's your last, but you need to, you need to plan that you're going to, that it's not actually going to be your last. You actually need, because you want to be around my, uh, my uncle, for example, like he's starting to have some health issues and everyone's like, so surprised. I'm like, why are you guys surprised? I mean, not, not to be mean or anything like that, but he's been obese 
for 30 years and mm. your body is so good at adapting your body like will adapt to what you do you'll adapt to your lifestyle we're so good at adapting if it's cold outside you put a hat on if it's warm outside you take your shirt off like we're so good at adapting we're so good at compromising what we want if your foot hurts oh, okay i'll put a band-aid on it i'll put a wrap on it and you won't even worry about or you'll it. limp or you'll do something else you'll, so you you'll don't limp actually- Yes. And you'll do something that compromises your body long-term. And you don't realize that in 10 years, wow, that foot, oh, wow, I have a, I have a stress fracture, which now costs me medical bills. So there's all these things that happen in our lives when we're younger. And I say Mm. younger is is relative, but that we don't realize that these are the intangible things that I wonder why I'm in so much pain. You're in pain because you're slouching at your desk all day for eight hours and your body's okay with it for years. But then next thing you know, randomly you're picking up a sock and you throw your back out like, why? Oh, I, I was healthy. You weren't, you just couldn't see the degradation of your body over yeah. time. You couldn't see that how your body was reacting. It could only do so much. So I think that people don't appreciate that that invisibleness is so powerful, but and we don't, we, we, we ha- it's so easy. I'll give you a dollar. Here you go. Oh, awesome. It's, it's, it's tangible. It's there, but I can't say, hey, I'll give you your health. It's like, what does that mean? How do I, how do you, how does that, how do I see that? How do I visualize that? And let's, let's flip that around. We're talking about physical stuff here, but it's also the, the mindset. It's the, the, the accumulation of all these, the slouching, the, 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 the drinking, the eating, the oh, non-working out, whatever it might be. Um, but the accumulation of these, these thoughts, these beliefs, the actions that we're taking, um, all these things, the accumulation builds so much. And again, that's invisible. And of course, the invisible means it's less important, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, of course it's less important. No, I mean, like that's the funny part. It's like, it's the, it's the most important and we, because we can't see it, we just don't give it any effort because there's so many stressors, right? And I'm not downplaying anyone's life. There are so many people with a lot of, yes. You, you said, because we can't see it. You, because we can't see it or because we're choosing to ignore it? I would say it's a little bit of both. I would say that sometimes, for example, if you're talking negatively to yourself, right? Most of the time, you're not saying how horrible you are. What you're, what, in my experience, what you're doing is you're coming up with a rationalization for why it's okay. So for example, if you really have a lot of self-doubt and you're not really waking up and going, I hate myself, you're going, oh, I'm not in shape, I'm fat, I'm ugly, but you're not actually saying you hate yourself. You're, you're creating stories about why you are a certain way so that you feel comfortable because we're creatures of habit. We want to feel comfortable. So your body is actually releasing hormones to make you stay in a state that you are telling yourself to stay in. So if you tell yourself that you're ugly or you're fat, whatever it might be, your body is going to try and stay that way. Now, again, it gets a little more scientific than we probably want to get into here. But the idea is that I think it does matter. I think people do care, but they don't realize that the words they say have an effect on their body. What they do to their body has an effect on their body. And yes, alcohol tastes great for the for the two drinks that you're having. I'm not saying don't drink necessarily, but because you can't see it, then maybe, yeah, you don't care about it and you want to live your life right now. So I think it's both. I think they don't understand and they don't care and they don't and they don't hear it every single day. So I think it's kind of a combination of I don't think it's all or nothing for all of it. Mm. Nicely put. Love that. Cool. Let's let's take this into your business. We've been a lot about them, they, your clients, other people. We're here to talk about you and your roller coaster and and your experience so far with your business. Now, you um, are in that transitional period. You're looking to really take your business forward. So just tell me right now, where, where is your business right now? 
Uh, well, right now, you know, basically I do a bunch of one-on-one coaching. So I coach clients. Um, I, I do one-on-one. I'm, I'm going to be uh, doing small group in the near future, but I love that mm. one-on-one kind of piece. Cause I like yeah. to really dive in with someone. Uh, and we spend a lot of time together. I mean, at least weekly, probably two times a week, sometimes depending on what we need to go through how to break things down, but that's where it's at. So I do it on the side. I'm still kind of, doing, but you know, it's, it's, it's a good source. And, um, you know, I, I basically, I get clients reach out to me. We have, uh, you know, introductory calls. They come through the podcast and things of mm-hmm. that nature. I, I, I have a podcast that's part of the business where I give out all the free content. But that's really kind of where the business stands as it is today. It's kind of a single entity of just coaching. And it's more so behavior change fitness coaching, I would say, is the best way to describe kind of where the business is at. So what made you start? What was it that made you say, I want to start my own thing? What was it? Yeah, it it, it, it comes down to, I've been in the corporate, I've been in the fitness industry for 10 years, a decade, basically. And I noticed something that some clients would succeed very well. Some would not. And they would follow the same principles, but I, and I couldn't figure out why they couldn't succeed. And I kind of was able to determine that a lot of it had to do with how they thought about themselves and how they thought about what they were trying to do. And so Mm. this made me realize that the industry itself, not that trainers are bad, not that the industry, not that you shouldn't try and get in shape or go to gyms, but I think there's a misconception in how to actually get in shape. Everyone's so focused on the fitness nutrition and they're completely missing the intrinsic value of yourself and they focus on the of the external environment and no one's focusing on the internal. And that's where I saw the most success when people would mm. focus on the internal and build their own support system. That's where I thought was like, wow, no one's doing, no one that I know of was doing it. I should do this because I don't want to be that trainer who's constantly selling personal training packages over and over again. And I see the same client for three years that hasn't had any results. Now, that's not to say not it's not for everyone. Okay. Obviously, some people love that and they need that. That's fine. But for people who want to have a specific goal in mind and do that, like you shouldn't have to see me all the time. I don't want to see mm-hmm. you all the time. I want you to be on your own and and, and you know and, and live the best life. But if you're constantly paying tens of thousands of dollars every year to pay for a trainer, it, I, I didn't I didn't like that. I'd rather see someone one time, teach them everything they have to know about their mindset, how to do it, what kind of program. And that's what I, that's why I started it. So I actually started it with a passion project of just, uh, I actually had a different podcast and I was just talking into a microphone and that developed into, oh my gosh, we should talk about mindset and internal development versus all the external stuff. That's just actually a causation of not having a good internal system or internal support mm. system. Nice. So where are you, where's the biggest challenge you're facing right now as a business owner? So obviously yeah, you're full-time as well as part-time and you're juggling these, these two and it's a passion project turned into, holy crap, this, this is what I want to be doing. This yeah. is, this is me. So what is your biggest challenge in this journey for you so far? I think the biggest challenge, and, and I think most trainers, uh, trainers turn coaches, whatever have this issue is, you know, it's audience. How do you how do you get the audience? And then, and for me personally, there's so many people on social media that are influencers. You know, they got their shirts off, they're doing all these things. That's not what I want to do. I don't want to be an influencer who needs a hundred million views to do all this stuff. I want to help out a very specific amount of people. And I think it's the audience. It's how do you grow your audience? How do you get people on board? How do you get people to tune in to the message that you're sending? Where everyone loves 
Everyone loves the puppy videos that have nothing to do with your life, but no one loves the motivational 30 seconds that can actually change your life and give you some good tips to help you get healthier. And so how do you get people to tune into that? I think is the hardest part is how do you grow it organically? How do you get people involved? Because uh, I think once people are involved, then you know more people come. I think my message is very authentic. I'm very transparent mm. with how I coach people. I think that's not a concern of mine. It's mostly how do you get the audience? How do you build it from scratch? Because I don't have an audience. I never worked commercially yeah. and I never had it. So we hear this so much. It's once once I get in front of them, then then I can, oh, I can convert, I can convince, I can talk, I can invite, whatever it might be. Once I get in front of my perfect avatar, it's, it's easy. Things just drop into place. But damn it, where are they? How do I find them? That is what I hear so many people saying, no matter what industry, no matter what business, it's, it's leads, it's customers. That is always, maybe a, it will always be the biggest challenge. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, and I know it sounds kind of cliche, like, oh, I'll sell once they're there. It's like, well, it's not about selling necessarily. It's like, I'm, I'm confident because I've had the decade of training experience where it's like, look, if you want to work with me, awesome. If you don't, awesome. I'm here to help you if that's what you need, if that makes the most mm. sense. I've actually turned away coaching clients because they didn't, they weren't ready. I was like, no, like, I don't want to pay. I don't want you to pay me because you're not ready for this. So yeah, but it's, it's how do you gain the audience? Is it social media posts? Is it just the podcast? Is it YouTube? Is it this? Is it this? Like, what do you do? Is doing too much, too much? Is doing too little, too little? What, what's the What's the magic number there? Listen to what you're saying. Yeah. I love the similarity between what we do and what we're looking for. Yeah. I mean, normally everyone I, I speak to, we all teach, do a searching for that thing that we need the most. Everything you're saying there about there's there's this, there's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, this, that, that. What you we, you can say? I think you have already said this what ten minutes ago about diets, about exercise. There's all. Oh, what do I do? It's the same thing. It's the same principle. You just said to me. You you gave me that. So let's rewind this episode. You you already told me everything works everything works find the thing that's right for you yeah where you are so i think if we look internally and i love finding these two two things that are like it's the same but we can't see it you can't see it because you're too damn close to it <laughs> you're in the that's weeds. every yeah. that's every person ever and i guess you're going to say that to your clients they can't see their health challenges these problems because they're too close mm. it's clear as day for you but not for them so I love the way you're going through the exact same thing as your clients on a different area. And the you different see that? Front. Yeah, hundred no, hundred percent. And I'm first one to raise my hand and say, like, I, I go through valleys all the time, and it's like I, I do the same thing. I'm like, I tell you, hey, like, oh, do this, do this, and I'm like, crap, I didn't do that either. Like, why I can't tell them to do it? And I didn't do it. I'm like, like, no excuses. Don't miss the gym. It's like crap, did I not record an episode today because I was tired? Like that's the same exact thing as missing a workout because you're overly stressed or tired. And I, and I have caught myself doing the same thing as hundred percent. So even from the business standpoint, like, yeah. you know, I understand, you know, potentially what it takes to succeed. It's all about constantly reminding yourself, Hey, like you can't fall into the same traps. It's, it's so easy to fall into these traps. Even when you know the right answer, it's so easy to fall into it. So what is it for you? What do you what do you need to be successful and to grow your business to a place where it's this is it? This is your sustainable business. Is it to succeed on one platform? Is it to have the the confidence to continue to go out? Is it the motivation? What are you kind of lacking or needing right now? If you can be so so honest, yeah. I hope people at home are playing along as well with what what is it for you that you know what to do? In general, you just can't quite do it. 
how do we break that down in the next five minutes? Yeah. You know, it's, a, and I've, I've been really thinking about this lately. Uh, and it's, I think it's a very tough question. It takes a lot of introspection. I don't think, you know, um, you necessarily get the right answer mm-hmm. every time you might switch the answers up a little time, but I think right now, like when I, the, the first thing that came to mind when you said that is I think that, and I think a lot of my clients feel the same way is confidence. I think that I have a lot of confidence for how I am right now but mm-hmm. I don't have the level that I need to get to where I need to go. And so building that confidence market and, and that shows up in different ways. It could be a matter of, Oh, I don't want to do video because I, I'm not confident in how I record or how I do, you know, X, Y. That's why I did audio originally. I loved audio. I, I could be in my pajamas, not to worry about lighting, all this stuff. Just do that. Hold on. Cause you love it or because it's safe. Well, I do love I do like doing the audios. I do love it, but it is also safe. I don't think that's necessarily mutually exclusive, but it is easier than doing video. So that okay. is why I chose it originally. Yes, um, because it was safer. I wouldn't say it's safe necessarily because I think YouTube might actually be easier than what I do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially, I, I don't. I actually don't know the metrics on that, but I would say it is safe. Yes, but I do also like it a lot. I do like the idea that I can wake up and just record from my phone and be authentic with people and not to worry about how I look or whatever. Maybe I can and then get the message out there as fast as possible. I do love that about podcasting. So I, I'm a big proponent of that because it's very authentic. It's very transparent. So I do love that. I will say, yes. So, so from what you just said, where is your challenge? Because we all have it. Let's be honest. Where's your challenge with being authentic? Where do you catch yourself? It's like, ah, Damn it, I was out of alignment. That wasn't quite right for me. Where do you find that, that experience for you right now? Oh, in the I think it's in the unfamiliar. When you when you spend eight years in the same, sorry, a decade in the same industry, and then you build that ladder, right? It's like a, some, talk about someone in the marketing industry. If you're a CEO of a company and then you're switching fields, I don't care who you are. Switching fields is very difficult. I've had this, you know, I've been with the same company for years and years and years. I'm at the top level that I could be at in the company. I'm doing really good. And now it's, huh, no one knows who I am. It's not the same method. It's completely different. There's all these different things I have to learn, all this new tech. Mm. There's all these different things I have to do. And it's it's very uncomfortable. It's very unfamiliar. And learning it all is a very tedious, annoying process. Because guess what? You want things very quickly. You don't want, you, you know, you want to see results quickly. And I'm very aware of that. And so I think that it's the unfamiliar that makes it hard. Some days it's like, hey, I yeah. know I have to do this, but I'm still uncomfortable with it. And so I have to make sure that I keep myself in alignment with what I want and push myself through it. There's been plenty of times, even po- even doing interviews. I, I never did interviews before because I didn't want to be on screen and I had to become more confident and I did. And now I've done you know plenty and I have no issue with them anymore. And I yeah. think it's just uh, me building that confidence. And at some point you have to say, just Scott, stop being an idiot and just do it. Like at some point you have to push yourself and just do it. Um, and that's the hard part. So I think building that confidence and allowing myself to be in the unfamiliar after years of being in my nice little comfort circle of yeah. I'm in charge. I know what to do. Everyone relies on me and that's easy, but now switching completely. It's, it's a whole new ballpark. I love that. I love you, you being so open and honest about this because this is so true. I mean, that comfort you, you're financially, you're doing well for yourself. You've got, you've got the prestige. You, you, the life is good. It's fueling what you want. However, isn't that a blessing and a curse? It's a blessing that, Look at where I am. Look what I got. I get to build now, but also 
uh, I think we were joking offline about, you know, where you are and what, what's going, what's going to happen next. And you said to leave, it's going to be a grind. Ooh, is it? Look at that belief. So I get to sort of throw this in the public now because I, I laugh at this because we all know this. We've all had these things. That, but if I do this, this is what's going to happen. Here's yeah. how it's going to be. I mean, it can be. As human beings, we have a beautiful way of if we think it's going to be that way, it's going to be. Absolutely. Our brain will see it. So it's how are you able to push through that and grind through it? Or how are you able to, there, there can be a better way. You can have both. There, I think, is a beautiful play in you know, something that you, you shared so openly with me that's so, oh, it's so telling, but it's also so controlling, right? Yeah. It is. And I think having, you know, it's like you said, like, I'm, you know, I'm in a very good place. I have nothing to complain about. It's, you know, think, you know, are things going slower than expected or the, or slower than I would like, I should say not than expected, uh, slower than I would like mm. in, you know, in coaching. Sure. But at the same time, you have the stability, the security of something that you've been doing for so long that you're like, well, oh, I know if I don't do this today, no big deal. Cause I have the safety net. And it, mm. it's a, it's a, um, what is it? Well, I'm trying to think of what it was, but basically it's, it's good and bad at the same time. It, it's, it's pick your poison. It's okay. So if I get rid of that, I have all this extra time to focus on what I want to do, but mm. you have all these thoughts that come through of like, oh my gosh, what if I fail? What if this, what if this, what if this, what if this It's good. It could be a grind, but it could also not be a grind. Um, and at the same time, if I keep it, then, well, is this, will I ever be able to grow this if I keep this? So that, that's yeah. kind of the dilemma. And I'm kind of the person who I don't like to quit things. I really I'm very passionate about not quitting things. I'm actually, it's actually very difficult for me to ask for help as well. I'm very stubborn. I get that from my dad. Uh, he doesn't ask for help. So I'm very much like a, like, I will figure this out. Like I created everything from scratch. Like I barely asked for help on anything. And mm. um, my, one of my goals, it's, well, it's going, here's, here I am right now. It's going pretty well overall. Uh, you know, uh -huh. there's, uh, but there's a, a, a new thing I learned a few months ago is time equity versus sweat equity. It's like, I just put a lot of, I put a lot of sweat equity, sorry, sweat equity versus money equity. I, I didn't, I didn't mean time equity. I put a lot of sweat equity in versus paying for something to get done at half the time. And if I paid for something to get done at half the time, I would have been further ahead now than I would have been, than I would be. So if I had paid for certain things to get them out of my thing, I have to do them. I would have been probably mm six months ahead of where I am now because I've had more time to focus on other things and start developing it. But that, I think that's just kind of where I was willing to take those um, at the, at the point of, I was willing to take those um, that compromise. I was willing to, yeah, so and, and knowing to. Whether you knew it at the time, consciously or subconsciously, it was, you chose sweat. You chose to find yes. it yourself. You know, the beliefs, you know, the programming that you have, you, you know, this stuff, it's hard to break this. It's so hard. We, we know this, but you chose a sweat over the money. You chose, I'm going to do this on my own. You chose to take longer than you could have done, than you should have done. Who knows what could have happened? Hindsight's a great thing. So yeah. here's all the forgiveness, but here's the information, the knowledge that you have. And this, you get to use your example with your clients. Do you want to yeah. come to a personal trainer? Do I want to go to a gym and try and work out how to do it on my own and then give up or quit? Or just say, hey, Scott, can you tell me what to do? Can you tell me what to do and what to eat? And then, oh, you mean this actually works? <laughs> right? I want to tap into your expertise to be able to improve my life. That is a beautiful way of working. So what you're exhibiting and going through and have been through in your business, it's exactly the same as what your clients are going through. If you can tie 100%. those parallels in, then holy crap, there is your messaging. There is a way of communicating because now it's completely authentic and you, 
you've experienced it. Yeah. And it's like, I, I know what you're going through. I, I told I, I might not get it from a fitness standpoint, but I get it from a life standpoint. Like I, I've done it. I've been through, I get like, you talk about yo-yoing. I, I've done the yo-yoing, but in a business sense, so I've understand it completely. So I hundred I love the way you put that. And yeah, you're right. That's a good way to be authentic because people really do appreciate that. Uh, when you're, when you're trying to get them to, you know, uh, improve their life. Awesome. Well, look, Scott, thank you so much for sharing your journey so far. Thank you for sharing some, some nuggets along the way and just, you know, riffing with me because it's been a fun conversation to have i've really enjoyed this yeah no this has been great i mean this is uh you know it's and you're very good you're very good at leading it and going through it so i appreciate it hey man thank you so if people want to you know interested in finding out more about you your services and how you can help them where can people find you Oh, so super simple. So the best way to find me is on my podcast, The Power of Progress, and it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major ones out there. You can also go to my website, scottspeaksfitness.com. Feel free to message me. And then the last place is Instagram, Scott Freeman 24 trying to be more active on there, uh, not as an influencer, just to give as much value as I can. But those would be the three ways, uh, it's podcast, the website, and Instagram. Awesome. Well, everyone, go check that out. And hey, Scott, thank you so much again. This has been really cool. No, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.